When our kids were younger, Julia and I used to joke that for their birthday present, we were going to buy them some household item they needed, like a lamp or a nightstand for their room. We found their reaction to be so funny because it was always so over the top. After hearing the news that they were getting a new pillow, it was like their world was ending. In fact, one year, one of our kids said, this is going to be the worst birthday ever. This apocalyptic type of response happened every time we tried this joke, except that one year. One year, Julia and I decided it was time to get Toby and Coleman a bunk bed. I was looking online at bunk beds when it hit me that Coleman's birthday is coming up. Time to run back the good old birthday joke. I called Coleman over and said, Hey, buddy, the big day's coming up. Mom and I are thinking of getting you and Toby a bunk bed. I turned around my laptop so he could see the picture. He stared at it for a few seconds. His jaw even dropped a little. He said, Really? Can I tell Toby? I was a little perplexed by his excitement, but said, Of course. Shout it from the rooftop, buddy. He ran out of the room screaming, Toby, guess what? A few minutes later, Toby and Coleman both ran upstairs. Toby said, Really? Dad, is it true? I said, It's a big day. That's what we're thinking. That's when Toby yelled, Coleman is the luckiest brother ever. New blankets, stuffed animals, a skateboard, and a TV. I was like, Hold on. Coleman, what's Toby talking about? Coleman said, The birthday present, Dad. Show him the picture. That's when it hit me. When I showed Coleman the picture of the bunk bed that was on a furniture website in a fully staged kid's room, Coleman assumed he got it all. He assumed everything came with it. You know, when it comes to the Christian faith, I think many of us could learn from Coleman. Many of us act like all that comes in a relationship with God are future-oriented things, like eternal security and being with God forever in heaven. Those are true things and great things, but when we read the Bible, it's as if God is seeking to give us Coleman's eyes, eyes that see the generosity and goodness of God to us through Jesus. We get it all. How does this happen? How does someone get these kind of spiritual eyes that see and are stunned at the generosity and goodness of God? According to the Apostle Paul, this is the very thing that the Holy Spirit does in the heart and mind of the Christian. Listen to 1 Corinthians 2.12. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. The Holy Spirit wants to open our eyes to see all that God has freely given us in Jesus. Being Spirit-filled is to be amazed at the generosity and goodness of God to you. This raises a question. When we think of God, what mental images come to our mind? It was A.W. Tozer who said, What comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. He goes on to say that we tend by a secret law of the soul to move toward our mental image of God. We and our Christianity are becoming like the God we behold. What is your God like? The portrait of God that's painted in the scripture is of a generous and good father. James says that every good and perfect gift is from above 
coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no change or shadow. Luke records Jesus' words, Fear not, little flock. It's your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. The Apostle Paul proclaims, He who did not spare his own Son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? This is the God of the Bible. The issue of the goodness of God is at the very heart of seeing God as God. Our belief about the goodness of God is central to caring for our soul. Is God good to you is an essential question for each of us at all ages and stages of life. I say this for at least two reasons. The first is that God's invitation to us is centered on his goodness. Psalm 34, 8 says, taste and see that the Lord is good. God is inviting us to experience his goodness. We're also told that the great enemy of God, Satan, is single-mindedly focused on doing the opposite. God's invitation is taste and see the Lord is good. Satan's temptation is taste and see the Lord is not good. From the moment Satan stepped on the scene in Genesis, he has been single-mindedly questioning the goodness of God. Listen to the language of Satan's temptation of Eve with God's invitation in mind. In Genesis 3, verses 4 and 5, the serpent tells Eve, You are not going to die if you eat this fruit. For God knows that when you eat, that is taste, your eyes will be opened, that's to see, and you will be like God. Friends, this is the serpent's message from day one. Taste and see that God is not good because he's withholding something from you. This is still his strategy today. In 2 Corinthians 4, we are told that the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the good news of the glory of Christ. Someone is seeking to keep you from seeing good news. This is the battleground for our soul. Therefore, it's no surprise that Paul tells us the Holy Spirit is here to help us understand all God has freely given us. So what do we do with this? I would encourage us to create rhythms where we lean into the generosity of God, the goodness of God. Sometime today or sometime this week, get in a quiet spot, pull out a piece of paper or journal and start to list all that God has given you. Perhaps it's easier to think about all that could be taken away from you. Psalm says we wake because his grace sustains us. Acts says that God gives us our very breath. Hebrews says the very universe is being held together by the word of his power. We could go on and on. Something happens in us as we focus on all that God has given. We begin to recognize that many things we used to take for granted actually have been granted by our generous and good God. This has been a production of Gospel Community Church. I'm Matt Bradner. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast and give us your comments. If you want to reach out to us directly, email us at info at gospelcc.org.